This is the Australian Hunting Podcast, hunting, shooting and fishing radio on the AHP Digital Radio Network. Visit us at australianhuntingpodcast.com.au. Sit back, relax and enjoy. Here's the host of the show, Jason Selms. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for joining me. Great to have you with us for another episode of the Australian Hunting Podcast. Today I'm talking with Jacob O'Sullivan. Jacob is a native of Queensland, Australia, and he moved to Canada several years ago, and he's been hunting and shooting in Canada. So we have a chat about a lot of different things. We have a chat about uh, hunting in Canada, species you can hunt in Canada, and also what the gun laws are like in Canada, what you can and can't own, what Jacob actually owns in regards to firearms that he's purchased uh, while living in Canada. And we also chat about just the general, I guess, consensus on firearms, not only from firearms owners in Canada, but also the general public. It was a really good insight on what you know, what you can and can't own in Canada. You know, species of hunting. It was just a really, really good conversation, and I uh, really enjoyed having a chat to Jacob uh, about all things guns and hunting in Canada. A lot of you guys know, if you've listened to the previous show before, I actually lived probably about ooh, 10 years ago, yeah, probably maybe a little bit longer, 12 years ago. I actually spent about a year and a half living in Toronto, Canada, and I really, really enjoyed you know, working over there. I wasn't probably as much back, back in 2005 into firearms. Yeah, I had my license, but uh, I didn't really do much in regards to firearms whilst I was in Canada on a working holiday with a bunch of my friends. So it was really actually good to get an Australian perspective on firearms in Canada. So hope you guys enjoy the show. Uh, I'm not sure when Jacob's actually going to come back. We do discuss it, but uh, he's really enjoying his time uh, living in Canada. And it certainly is a great country of a lot of uh, hunting opportunities, uh, a lot of shooting opportunities, you know, similar to what we've got here in Australia. Obviously, you can own different types of firearms. We also discuss that as well uh, and the ins and outs of gun ownership in Canada. So I hope you guys enjoy the show. Without further ado... Uh, let's get into my interview, Guns and Hunting in Canada with Jacob O'Sullivan. You'll listen to Australia's number one hunting, shooting and fishing podcast. Jacob O'Sullivan, welcome to the Australian Hunting Podcast, mate. Thanks for joining me. Uh, I appreciate your time in uh, being able to join me. You're talking about, I guess, uh, being Australian and uh, living and hunting and shooting in Canada. Thanks for joining me. No worries. Thanks for having me. No worries, man. Tell us a bit about yourself. Uh, where you're from, age, uh, what do you do, and a bit of background about Jacob O'Sullivan. Okay, I'm 27. Um, I'm an electrician. I'm from Queensland. I grew up in uh, rural southeast Queensland. Didn't grow up on a farm, but my parents owned the farm, so I spent a lot of time on it. And you know, hunting, shooting, and guns were always a normal part of life. My dad is a shooter, and my uncle, my grand, both my grandfathers. So I was always into it from a young age. Um, what was your uh, first memories I, uh, hunting? What was your first memories hunting with you with your dad? Was that from a young age? What did he get you on first? Was it a twenty two or? Yeah, my dad actually never. I mean, I say he's a shooter. He's not that much into it. It's more out of necessity thing that he's a farmer. But I guess he let me start shooting about 12 or 13. Um, yeah. So that would be my earliest memory. It was more my uncle that I actually uh, did a lot more shooting with when I was younger. But um, he uh, he was always 
coming by, he'd shoot on my parents' property and he'd always come by with a new rifle to try and we'd go out and shoot it and we'd shoot rabbits and mostly rabbits, hares, occasionally a fox. What were you doing in uh, in uh, Queensland before you ended up moving to Canada? What were you doing then? How old were you when you moved to Canada? I would have been 23. So I was working in Brisbane. I, I'd, I'd left home, uh, moved to Brisbane when I was 18 and did an electrical apprenticeship and then stayed on with the company I was working for for a year. And I just decided I got sick of Brisbane and had a, a thirst for adventure, I guess. So I I actually wanted to go to the States, but you know it's not easy to get a, any kind of visa for the States. So I was able to get open work permit for Canada. So I thought, what the hell, go to Canada. Uh, yeah, I went there uh, myself in uh, 2003. A lot of people know I, I lived in Toronto. It's Canada's quite a nice place. So where are you based in Canada at the moment? I'm in Edmonton, which is in Alberta and Western Canada. What do you think of what do you, what do you think of Edmonton? Nice place, or bit, I can imagine it's pretty cold there in winter time. Yeah, it gets a bit chilly in the winter. I think the first winter I was here was the coldest, and then a couple times it got down to minus forty. But it's an I like the city. A lot of people kind of complain about it, but I kind of like it. It's got a lot going for it. And I live just outside of the city, which is nice. I'm not actually in the city, and yeah, yeah it's a good place to be. I find. When you were, what about you going back to your parents? You said your dad wasn't so much; it was your uncle. What about your brothers? Have you got any brothers or sisters? Are they into you know any hunting or shooting activities? I do have brothers and sisters, but no, none of them are into it uh, at all. Really, kind of too bad, but you know, they're into <laughs> their own things. So. What about what were you when you were living before you moved to Canada? What were you sort of hunting in Queensland? What was a species you were you were hunting either on your property or other people's properties or? Mostly I just uh, hunted on my parents' property, um, uh, and mostly just rabbits and uh, hares and occasionally a fox when I was um, you know, uh, lucky enough to trip over one. And also, it's not really hunting, but I, I spent many an hour walking around with an air rifle going after toads, cane toads, which are a big problem in Queensland, as you probably know. I was just watching. I'm thinking about getting an air rifle myself, actually. I never thought I'd actually get one, but been watching a few of the guys on YouTube, some of the you know air arms guys, uh, the American, I think it's Ted, one of the American dudes, and there's also uh, one guy from uh, South Africa as well who's doing some uh, air rifle stuff too. It looks very interesting, actually, like long-range sort of shoot, or well, you know, technically long-range is 100 metres with you know an air rifle, but uh, sounds very interesting. Yeah, I think uh, I was just using you know, a cheap brake barrel one, but some of the uh, pre-charged pneumatic ones have got quite a bit of punch nowadays. Yeah, exactly. Be quite a bit of fun to play with. What were you doing in uh, Australia when you were, before you moved to Canada again? Uh, were you doing any, were just, just hunting? Were you doing any other shooting-related activities, you know, pistols, clay targets, anything along those lines, or some, you know, rifle shooting, rifle target shooting, or anything like that? Um, mostly, I never did any competition and I never really spent any time at the range because I had the luxury of a private property my parents place to shoot on but I did a lot of target shooting on my parents place uh, never yeah like I said never into competition I did when I was in grade eight uh, the, my high school had a program after school you'd go to the clay target range and shoot but at that time I was such a little fellow when I was young I was too small to hold up any of the shotguns they had and I couldn't do it properly. So I, I'd, I'd love to try it again, but I've just never had the chance. 
Mate, tell us about what's it like, uh, obviously, when you moved to Canada, obviously, four years ago. Tell us about hunting and shooting. Did you have to get a license? Tell us a bit about the background of, you know, wanting to hunt and shoot in Canada, some of the, I guess, requirements. Is there licensing? Yeah, so before I came, I did some research on it, and I saw that uh, you, you do have to have a license here. When I do my research, one of the most important factors for me is you don't have to be a Canadian resident to get a Canadian firearms license. So that sealed the deal for me uh, when I was deciding to come here. And I, It's a bit of a process. It's, it's similar to what you have to do in Australia in that you have to take a safety course and you have to uh, pass a background check. You've got to fill out some paperwork, pay a fee, wait a while. It took me quite a while to get it, almost 12 months, uh, mainly because you've got to have um, references. People have known you for five years, which meant I had to send the application back to Australia and have people in Australia sign it for me. So it's a bit of a process to get it, but it was, you know, it's well worth, it was well worth getting. and still easier than the process in most Australian states, I think. So. Yeah, 12 months. How long does it, if you've got everything in order, how long does it normally take to get the license back? It's supposed to take, I believe it's supposed to take two to three months. If you had everything in order, yeah, it, it, it'd be much quicker. But part of the problem was one of my mates from Brisbane that I'd put down as a reference. Uh, he provided his work mobile phone number, and for whatever reason, his work phone wouldn't accept international calls. So the RCMP firearms people, they wanted to call him and talk to him. They couldn't call him. So then he had to call them, and it took a while for him to be able to get through them with the time difference and everything. What's the what's the feeling like in Canada towards gun gun ownership? Is it positive or? It's a lot more positive, I find, than in Australia. Uh, being in Alberta, Alberta is sometimes referred to as the Texas of Canada. It's probably got the highest rate of gun, uh, gun ownership in Canada. It's oil country and cattle country, which is why they call it the Texas of Canada. But yeah, it certainly seems a lot more accepted. Uh, it's a lot more normal. It's very common. Yeah. People drive around with big browning stickers on their cars, you know, and it's, you know, no problem at all. It's just, yeah, it definitely feels like a much more friendly place for a gun owner to be. When you first got there, have you got any friends or family that were able to take you out shooting and hunting? Yeah, so I was really lucky. I I moved in with some friends and family friends, and I didn't, I'd never actually met them, but they heard I was coming. They said, sure, you can come and stay with us. And uh, the first day, second day I was in Edmonton, uh, this guy that I moved in with, he took me to a gun store, and first gun store I signed up to, for the firearm safety course you have to take to get the license. And, uh, yeah, as soon as I saw what they had on the shelves in that store, I knew I had to get it. I think the first thing I put my hands on was a little little Italian semi-auto 22 with a 50-round drum magazine. <laughs> I put my hands on that, and I thought, i got to have one of these. <laughs> Did you get excited when you saw what was on the shelves? Oh, yeah, I was excited. Yeah, what, tell us, uh, what, what guns can they own in uh, Canada? So, uh, if you like, I'll explain a little bit how it works. There's only three categories of firearms in Canada. It's, they're called non-restricted, restricted, and prohibited. Prohibited is obviously anything fully automatic, machine guns, can't have those. Um, certain handguns under a certain length and certain caliber handguns you can't have. Non-restricted is the easiest uh, one to get, um, it's basically hunting long arms. Anything you can get cat A, B, and most of cat C and D as well fits into non-restricted. Those are not registered. Those are the ones you just you just walk into the gun store and show your license and you walk out with it. 
Restricted is a little more tricky. Those ones are registered. That's handguns and uh, AR-15s and uh, other semi-automatic rifles and shotguns with a barrel length of less than 18 and a half inches. Yep. So under the normal so, general license, say like you know non-restricted, what can you own? Give me some examples of types of firearms you can own that you can't own in Australia. So, well, one example, the first thing I bought when I did get my license was an SKS. Yeah, SKSs, um, pump shotguns, semi shotguns, uh, loads of stuff that, uh, that that we can't have in Australia. <laughs> what Ruger ten twenty twos? Oh yeah, yep. What can you buy uh, in the What can you buy in the centerfire? semi-automatic category. Give me some examples. Obviously, you just said, what was it, SKS? Is that what you just said? Yep. Yep. So, the SKS, not the AR-15, like I said, that one's restricted, but there is stuff like the uh, Browning, I can't remember what it's called now, the Browning semi-auto hunting rifle, Benelli. There's a company here in Canada called ATRS that makes a semi-auto rifle that looks almost like an AR-15. They've kind of changed it just enough so it fits in the non-restricted category. Category, so there's stuff like that. But yeah, obviously, Rimfire 22s are pretty easy to get um, in semi auto, like the 1022. Um, what did they, what about safe storage, for an example? Do they have the, is there mandatory safe, safe storage uh, from RCMP or? There is. Um, it's, again, it's a lot less restrictive than it is in Australia. You don't have to have a safe if you don't want to, it's recommended. But minimum safe storage for non restricted firearm is. Uh, Put the bolt, pull the bolt out if it's bolt action, or put a trigger lock on it, or in some way uh, temporarily disable it is what it says in the rules, I think, and then keep it out of sight and out of reach of children. So basically you put it in, in the cupboard as long as the bolt's out or it's got a lock on it and the ammunition is separate, then that meets the requirements. Do you have to lock up uh, the ammunition like here in Australia? Uh, no, but it does have to be separate from the gun. If you put the rifle in a safe, though, it can be in the safe with the gun. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Not like here where they even inside the safe it's got to be separate. How ridiculous is that in Australia where they say, well, you can't put the ammunition inside with the gun? I mean, they've got to break into the gun safe to get the ammunition. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a bit silly, I think. Looking for outdoor equipment for your next adventure? At Aussie Outdoor Gear, you can find cooking equipment, camo clothing for kids, backpacks, camo accessories, and much more. We cater for your hunting, fishing, camping, hiking and other outdoor pursuits with our unique product range. AussieOutdoorGear.com.au Quality gear at affordable prices. So what, what was the, the family friends you were staying with when you wanted to, and I'm not sure if you did, I'm sure you'll tell me, but if you bought your first gun, were they, were they a, a gun ownership family? Were they okay with you going for your licence and um, you know, applying to get firearms? Yeah, yeah. Like, like I said, like I said, this guy is uh, huge into guns. Like uh, first few days I was here, he took me into his basement and he had three or four big safes full of various rifles. So I thought I knew I was in the right place then. And yeah, he said, yeah, you want to get guns, it's no problem at all. So. Do they do a lot of shooting activities over there, clay targets? I mean, I can imagine in, in winter time when they've got to shoot like clay targets outside or or you know. Let's say external ranges, rifle ranges. When it gets in winter, can you only shoot certain parts of the year, or you shoot any time of the year? Or you can uh, shoot in the winter, and I, I, mean, I have. Um, it just depends on how uh, much you like the cold, I guess. Um, <laughs> I'm just looking at some uh, some photos now of uh, Alberta. Looks quite nice. What are those little pyramid things? What do they call them? Is that Alberta? 
Yeah, yeah that's right, the glass ones. Yeah, I'm just looking at a few photos now on uh, Google Maps. Looks looks quite nice when it's not oh, cold. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's a, um, it is. It's beautiful when it's not cold. I like it when it's cold too, but that those pyramids are called the Mutart Conservatory. They're, they're full of plants here in the in the city of Edmonton. We've got that. Yeah, so what do they do? What else do you do what, when you're shooting in Canada? Do you go to the range? What, what do you normally do? Yeah, I, I go to the range. Um, I have a range membership. Uh, the other thing I forgot to mention, because I have both the non-restricted and restricted licenses, um, so I got into the pistol shooting a bit. Uh, the one, the caveat with the restricted firearms is they're a bit like Cat H in Australia in that you're only allowed to shoot them at the range. So you have to have a range membership to buy them. It's a lot easier to get it, even though it is registered. There's no PTA rubbish, but uh, you do have to have a range membership, and you are only allowed to take those to the range. So I did buy myself a couple of pistols, so I could take them to the range as much as I can. There's no minimum shoots either. Uh, you don't have to compete at all, but you just have to have that membership. Would you like to advertise on one of the most tech-savvy mediums on the internet? Then why don't you advertise with us on the Australian Hunting Podcast? If you have a product or business that you would like to promote, then we would love to hear from you. Become one of our partner advertisers by calling Jason on 0425 881 967 or email australianhuntingpodcast at gmail.com. Mate, tell us about the requirements uh, for pistol shooting in Canada. I know, as you know here, there's certain requirements that you have to do. You can only own, you know, two rim fires or two centre fires. This is in New South Wales after six months. Um, you know, you know the onerous requirements of probation. What's a bit, a bit more in depth? What's it like getting a pistol in Canada? Uh, it's much simpler. So back when I first got my license, um, uh, you can get. You're non-restricted and uh, restricted at the same time. The only requirement is you have to take a separate safety course on how to safely handle pistols. Um, so you send in both applications at the same time, and you you can keep the license as long as you want. There's no requirement for minimum shoots or anything. And then when you decide you want to buy a, a pistol or something like an AR-15, which is in the same category, you just have to get a range membership and show them proof of your range membership. So you send that, they have what, in each province, uh, they have what they call a provincial uh, firearms officer, I think they call it. So that's the office you have to send your range membership to. And they, and as long as you tick that box, when you go to buy a pistol um, at the gun store, when I did it, they, um, they go online, they initiate the transfer, transfer the registration into your name, they put in, when they do that, that you're going to use it for target shooting. Uh, as long as you've got your range membership, they'll transfer the registration to your name. It takes a couple of days. You go back a couple of days later and pick up your pistol. Yeah. And they'll even send them to you in the mail. I got my second one mailed to me. Uh, wow. Does it have to be by a specific carrier or, or they just uh, send they it straight send through the post? Just a regular... Well, it's got to be insured and uh, it's got to be signed for, but... And it's got to be supposed to be sent in a locked case with a lock on the firearm, but it's not a specific. It's not like a specific courier. It's just Canada Post, which is the equivalent to Australia Post. Very interesting. So it definitely sounds like a lot easier than uh, dealing with you know the bureaucracy of Australian gun ownership. It, it's not all smiles and rainbows. I mean, there are a few hassles, and the Canadian 
gun owners that I've uh, hung around with uh, tend to complain about a bit because they're looking at the states. It looks fantastic down in the states to them. What are the, what are some of their complaints about gun ownership in Canada? I mean, no doubt you've told them stories about what happens in Australia. So what what are some of their concerns about Canadian gun ownership? There's always a fear that the long gun registry will come back, stuff like that. There's silly restrictions on barrel lengths, um, like like semi-automatic rifles with that a barrel length under 18 and a half inches become restricted. People don't like that. If people are worried that the, well, people are annoyed that the AR-15 is restricted no matter what the barrel length is. That, that's pretty silly. Uh, they have magazine capacity restrictions on semi-automatic identifiers. You limit it to five rounds magazine capacity, and it's it's kind of silly because you can buy a 30-round magazine, or you, I can buy a 75-round drum magazine for my SKS, but they put a rivet in it that stops it from holding any more than five which is, seems to me a bit silly. Like, the guy that wants to go shoot up a bunch of people, you think that rivet's going to be much of an impediment to him? Like, what's, it, what's it like dealing with the gun shops? Have they got, like, big Cabela's stores or anything along those lines? Or is it, like, Australia just, you know, sort of fairly small to medium-sized stores? Or Yeah, they have big stores. I actually worked in a Cabela's for about 18 months out there in their gun department. So. Wow, what was that like? It was pretty interesting. It was, it was it was a fun time. Uh, I got to play with guns all day. So, what do they pay like? Is the pay good or not so good? <laughs> no, the pay is pretty average here. It's a pretty low minimum wage, but cost of living is a bit lower as well. Stuff yeah. tends to be a bit cheaper than in Australia. So, talking about that, I mean, how many guns do you own now in Canada? What, what are you and what are you going to do if you ever come back to Australia? Do you have to sell them or? My restricted my handguns. I'm going to sell, but my friend that I live with, uh, he's going to take care of a few of my others. So. Yeah, I've got a couple of SKSs now. I got a 10.22. I got a another semi-auto 22. That's an old French one. It's called Jevarm. Uh, oh, the old Jevarms. Yeah, they were good. They were popular in Australia back when we were allowed to have them. So it's it's fun. I got um, what else have I got? I got a Browning BLR. If I come back to Australia permanently, I may look at bringing that back since I'm allowed to have that in Australia. And I've got a little, a very a lot, very fun Keltec. It's called Keltec Sub 2000, which is a nine millimeter carbine, and it folds in half. Let's talk a bit about uh, hunting in Canada. I mean, when you want to go out, what I guess what can, in your area specifically, what can you hunt in Canada? Well, the thing with Canada is that pretty much everything you hunt here is a native species, which is quite different to Australia, and they're very uh, strict on where and when you can hunt. Um, you have to have a hunting license, which is a little bit of work to get. You got to do a two-day course, and you have to have been a resident of the, at least in Alberta, you have to have been a resident of the province for a year before they'll give it to you. So I couldn't hunt for the first little while up here. And so hunting season on most species is uh, the fall or autumn, which is September, October, November. So you got white-tailed deer, mule deer, elk, moose, uh, black bear. How far do you normally have to travel to go hunting? How far do you have to travel? Uh, when I've been hunting, I first few times I was on Crown land, and it got to drive th- two to three hours from the city here at least. Uh, and then made friends with a guy who had some uh, some private land, and he gave me permission to hunt on that, and that was a lot closer. Uh, so I was able to go there. I wasn't uh, didn't get lucky on his land, though, unfortunately. But yeah, but yeah, if you it's, 
you know someone's private land and gives you permission, you can hunt a lot closer to the city. What about any bird hunting? My favourite, uh, any birds or ducks or pigeons or doves or anything along those lines? Canada geese, anything like that? Yeah, there is. There's um, quite a bit of waterfowl, Canada geese, no geese. Uh, there's some ducks. I haven't got into the waterfowl hunting myself. It is something I would like to try, but I just haven't had the chance yet. Um, there's also like upland birds, so you got grouse, partridge, and I have hunted those a little bit, and they're quite they're quite fun to shoot and very tasty to eat. What what do people normally use when they go that type of hunting? What shotguns do they use? They use semi-autos, pumps, under and overs, side by side, or primarily pumps and semi-autos. When I worked in a gun store in Cabela's, 90% of the shotguns I sold were pump and semi-autos. Which one was the most popular, you reckon? The Remington 870, Mossberg 500, they're pretty popular. The Winchester SXP, uh, Benelli's are pretty popular. Sounds like a lot of fun. Is, and there's what, there's specific permits you have to get, obviously, to hunt. Is there any Is there any feral species they hunt over there, or is it all... There is. Apparently, some pigs around the place and a few places. Um, there's not. They're not. A, I don't believe they're like a huge problem the way they are in parts of Australia. People who uh, have them try seem to keep it under wraps a little bit because um, they don't want everyone coming and shooting them all. They want to kind of keep a few to shoot, I guess. Mm. At least that's my understanding. So you'd say a lot of it was a lot of it was native species, uh, especially as you and you you just mentioned it before. Actually, in Australia, obviously, you know they don't they don't like hunting unless it's really what feral species. But obviously, you can still hunt ducks in some states. Um, seems a lot different in Canada, where they respect the rights of of hunters to <clears throat> hunt, you know, native animals and um, you know within reason. Yeah, and they they do manage it very well. Take them very seriously. You know, every like. For example, Alberta is broken up into what they call wildlife management units, and there's probably 300 or so of these wildlife management units, or WMUs it's broken up into. And each one of these areas um, often has its own uh, set of rules or a season for a, a particular species. And often, like, if you want to shoot moose or elk, You've got to go into a drawer and you'll draw a tag for a particular WMU and that's where you're allowed to go and fill your tag. Is that like for a year thing or is it you're able to keep that tag until you obviously get the animal? No, it's only for that season. So if you miss out that season, it's too bad. Oh, no. No, my yeah. luck, I'd never get one then. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it, it makes it a challenge. It, it certainly can be challenging. Um, and I I know, you know, there'll be people... people uh, put in for years to draw a tag in a certain in a certain area for a moose or something, and when they get it, then uh, drop everything for months. Do you find it's easier when when you're Australian? Obviously, you know, I noticed this when I had some did some hunting in Texas, and I spoke to a few people, and a friend obviously organised most of it for me. But uh, I found it was quite easier being Australian to actually get access to to land private land to hunt on because they were, they just loved you because you were Australian. <laughs> Yeah, my experience is um, the Canadians don't have the same, quite the same affinity for Australians that Americans do. I don't know if they just see us more often, there's more Australians show up in Canada more often. But, um, I mean, they still do. I met, like I said, I was able to, I, I met one guy and he was quite happy for me to come and shoot on his land. But there's also so much crown land, as long as you've got the time to drive there, um, a zillion acres of um, land you, you, you can go and hunt on, so... 
But is it is there good amounts of of, ga- of game animals on, on on that land? Because yes, you know, sometimes you can go to certain places, and we've got the you know the public land hunting model here in New South Wales, and some places are, are really good. Some obviously are still okay, but they're closer to Sydney, so you really have to put you know the groundwork in. Some of them people just say don't even bother going there because there's just nothing there. It's been you know, hunted out or dogged out, for an example. So what's it like? Is there good numbers of game animals on that crown land? There is. Obviously, the further, like the harder it is to get to a place, obviously, probably the better you're going to do. Um, and I've been kind of, in my experience, you know, going for the low-hanging fruit. And so that's probably one reason why I haven't had a lot of luck. But Well, let's talk about that. Oh, what yeah, what game have you shot over there? Let's talk about that. Okay, well, the first season I hunted when I first got my hunting license, I I got myself a very nice white-tailed buck. But then that's with the, the extent of it, basically. I haven't had any luck since. <laughs> I know. What did you do? Did you bring it home to the family, or was it you went out with the people you're staying with and you brought it home? Or Yeah, I brought it home and we, uh, we cut it up and butchered it. Uh, he spent six or 12 months in the freezer before he was all gone. What time of year can you hunt that the, the deer? What time of year is that? So that was in that would have been in November. So it was it was cold, like there's snow on the ground when yeah. I was hunting. In, in our in Edmonton, or how much snow do you get per year? How 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 many months of the year is there snow on the ground? Probably four four months a year. Yeah. The last couple of winters have been kind of dry. There hasn't been a lot of snow, but um, I guess over the winter there's probably get a few feet at least of snow. So what's the plans for the future, man? Start hunting more. Uh, more game animals in Canada, coming back to Australia. What, what's your plans for the future? Well, I'll be coming back to Australia quite soon, actually, at the end of the month. My current visa is running up, and I'll be back in Australia for a little while at least and figure out if I'm going to come back to Canada or not or what I'm going to do. Would you like to stay in Canada? or? Yeah, I, I would like to, yeah. It's, been, it's a bit tricky with my um, visa and work situation, unfortunately. Yeah. What, what, what are the differences between... Like, give me some examples of differences, and good and bad, I guess, between Queensland and and, and Canada or Ed, Edmonton. Is there major differences that you like? You know, some better than, you know, some better in Queensland that are better than Edmonton, or vice versa. Yeah, well, obviously, I like the firearm situation better here. Um, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, I mean, I do miss. I, I I do enjoy the being able to, you know, shoot any time of the year in Queensland and. Uh, I mean, hunt any time of the year and spotlight and stuff like that. I always like spotlighting and so that sort of stuff I kind of miss a bit. But What about your, your parents? Have they still got the farm there? Yep, they still got it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So what about, and what are the, what are the like obviously the firearm situation, what else, what do you, you prefer in Edmonton? Uh, I like driving on the right side of the road. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, fuel's much cheaper here. Uh, Alberta's oil country, so... You know, super cheap, but it's certainly cheaper than in Australia. And everyone drives big American pickup trucks, which I like. It's quite rare in Australia. What'd you do? Did you have to get a get a car yourself over there, or a truck? What do you have to do to get around? Yeah, I um, I did have a, I did have my own big American pickup truck for a while, for a couple of years. I had a couple of them actually. I just got a car right now, but but yeah, I've had a few vehicles here. What do you want to do for the future? Hunt more game over there? What's your What's your action? Now, well, now, what we'll do is we'll go into that, actually, because that's the better way to go about it. If you've listened, which I hope you do, because I think you have, because that's why you, you emailed me, we do the, the five questions in under a minute. You reckon you can take the challenge? 
Yeah, I'll give it a shot. All right, here we go. Okay, best thing about being a hunter and shooter, what is it and why? Uh, being able to, doing something fun and being able to get your own meat and being responsible for it. Uh, yep, what's your number one favourite aspect of hunting? What is it and why? Yeah, again, it's the meat. I love the meat. Yep, okay. Other than Canada and Australia, what's your favourite, what would your favourite species to hunt outside Australia? What is it and why? It would be, uh, I'd love to hunt Himalayan tire in New Zealand. Nice. If you could hunt anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? It would be right here in Canada. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Fire for favorite firearm your own. What is it and why? Well, I'm going to say my SKS because it's cheap and it, it's just so much fun to shoot. All right. Fifty three seconds. You nailed it. Nice work. Nice. <laughs> All right, mate. To finish off, I guess. Um, I don't know. Give us a bit of anything to f- you wanted to add to uh, finish off to tell us about Canada to give. You know, Australians, an idea about what it's like in Canada. Is there anything, you know, any advice, you final advice you want to finish off? Because I, I enjoyed myself in Canada. I didn't do any shooting over there, did I? No, I didn't actually. In Canada, no, because I probably wasn't. I had my license back then, but I wasn't so much into uh, shooting. Obviously, I lived over there for about a year and a half, so I didn't do any shooting. But I did in the United States when I went back there in 08 and 09. But uh, any final advice for my listeners before we finish off? I'd just like to say to the, you know, people that, I mean, you do that apathetic shooter section sometimes, and you know, people freak out about the idea of not having uh, registration or you know, people being able to have semi-automatics, whatnot. And just open up your eyes and look to other countries. It, it, the sky is not falling in Canada. It's, Canada's a good place to be, and it's safe, and it, it just doesn't cause a problem here for the gun laws to be the way they are. So, yeah. Have you travelled down yeah. to the states at all? Been shooting down there in America, or? I've traveled down there. I haven't actually done any shooting down there. But yeah, well, no, I'd love to. Yeah, I'd love to head fun. back there. I think we'd all love to head back there and do a bit of shooting. But even Canada sounds great. I mean, I, I think people would be even as a start would be happy with obviously what Canada's got and what you can own in Canada. I mean, fairly simplified system, as you said, non-restricted, restricted and prohibited. I guess I'm not obviously the negative publicity. What's the reason you can't own the AR-15? Obviously, negative publicity. Yeah, that's what it seems to be. I can't. There doesn't seem to be any other reason other than that. Other than, yeah, it's the AR-15, it's the scary black assault rifle. So, therefore, it's got to be restricted. You can, I mean, you can have one, but, yeah, you can only take it to the range. So. All right, Jacob O'Sullivan joins me here on the Australian Hunting Podcast to have a chat about what it's like being an Australian hunting and shooting in that wonderful country of Canada. So, Jacob, thanks for your time. I really appreciate it, and... Uh, Hopefully we can chat again soon. And if you're back in Australia, my parents live in Queensland currently. So maybe we might meet up someday and have a chat. So thanks for joining me on the show. Thanks for having me, Great. You've been listening to an episode of the Australian Hunting Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. See you next time.